This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. want to encourage those of you who have not yet downloaded the Hail Mary media app. It's a great app to find a lot of different podcasts, including the Faith Moments, and that can be found right on your cell phone. And it's great to have you joining me today as we continue our journey in the Lenten season. This is the third Sunday of Lent, a beautiful reading, and the real focus in today's readings, you'll hear about the power of water and thirst and how Jesus thirsts for us. So let's begin this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you may be tuning in. And let's begin in the prayer, which is the opening collect for the third Sunday in Lent. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, Look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading comes from Exodus chapter 17. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst while our children, with our children and livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more, and they will stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go over there in front of the people along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Oreb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? The Word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 95. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. 
Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The second reading is from the letter of St. Paul to Romans, chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, since we have been justified justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has given to us who has been given to us. For Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person. Though perhaps for a good person, one might find courage to die. But God proves his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is from John chapter 4. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, "'Give me a drink.' His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, You do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true, 
the woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you people say the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, the disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As you can tell, this is one of the long gospel readings that we hear throughout the year. And it's one of three what are called scrutinies in the Lenten season, the time of preparation, which was and has been known as the RCIA, the Rite of Initiation for Christian Adults. This is a time that is kind of culminating to the close of preparation to receive baptism, confirmation, 
and First Holy Communion. For those who have been going through a process, most of them started in the time of September of last year, some even earlier than that, a process of preparation, of learning about the teachings of the Catholic faith. And then these three weeks of Lent, the third the fourth and the fifth week of Lent, you'll hear these longer scriptures and we begin with the scrutinies. This first one is hearing about the woman at the well. And so maybe you have an opportunity in your own parish to witness seeing these men and women, these elect come up and to receive the scrutinies and to pray together the creed, what we believe as Catholics. And we, in all of our Sunday masses, profess our faith, the profession of faith in the creed, and the elect join us in that profession of faith on this third Sunday in the Lenten season. Just real quickly, I want to share this beautiful theme of thirst, of quenching thirst, and the question for us is, you know, are we going to fall into the trap of being like the Israelites who who complain and are critical of Moses and they've just been released out of captivity from uh, the Egyptians and they continue to grumble, you know, and, and this word, I don't know exactly what the original word was that was used in the text, but the people are thirsting for water and they're grumbling and they continue to look back and say, boy, it sure was better when we were in captivity as slaves that we at least were fed and had drink and had a roof over our heads. And are our hearts sometimes like that, where we complain about petty things rather than trusting in God's providence, in God's divine will. And, and here the Lord provides for Moses an opportunity to provide water. And I think it's beautiful that in this account, we see the Lord encounter, encountering Moses and giving Moses this invitation to strike the rock. But the Lord says, I will be there. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Oreb. And that image, if you can just think about all of the people, the grumbling and the complaining, and here's Moses, he's trying to lead his people and trying to follow the Lord's uh, commands and his, his instructions in the midst of the quarrel of the people. But the Lord even says, I will be there. I will be with you as you go through this journey. So in the midst of the, the thirst, in the midst of your desert experience, amidst of this time of quarreling and grumbling, I will be with you. And let's take that out of this text as a reminder of God's always present with us. Even in times where we don't recognize his presence. He is standing right there ready to strike that rock and to provide us eternal life. It's his forgiveness. It's his mercy. It's his love. He calls us to be merciful. He calls us to be loving. He calls us to be forgiving. And the Lord stands there with Moses. What an awesome sight that must have been, an awesome sense for Moses to know the Lord is walking with the people. He is walking with these people, and he's going to give them living water. 
such an assurance in times that if we continue to look at the headlines, if we continue to look at what's out there in the world, we may wonder, are we thirsting? Are we, are we in a famine state? No, the Lord is with us. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. This is the invitation to soften our hearts. How do we soften our hearts? Through a contrite heart, through a humble heart, through a heart that forgives, that loves. Just a few thoughts about this beautiful encounter of the woman at the well. And and really, it's been pointed out a few times that in the gospel accounts, when we look at conversations that Jesus has with various people, this is really the longest conversation back and forth of anybody, even of somebody like Peter, that we have this long text of how the Lord is encountering this woman. And, and think about what we just saw, that, that the Lord encountered and was with Moses at the moment of hitting the rock and providing the water, that the Lord encounters us in our need. He's there in our need. And we find out in the story that the Lord is already at the well waiting for that woman to make an entrance. You know, she's coming seeking water that will quench her thirst today. And she's going to go back and go back and go back. And yet Jesus encounters her, one that it is taboo to contact, a woman, number one, and not a Jew, a Samaritan, number two. Those are two things that you're not supposed to do. And yet Jesus is going to encounter everyone everyone, regardless of their background, regardless of their class, he will encounter us in our need. And she is in need, not only of just water, but obviously she's not around other people. There's something we don't really know. There's been some inferences of what her lifestyle might've been, but we really don't know. We do know that she had five husbands. Now, maybe they all died. Maybe she's been a widow and then she's with this other man who's not her husband. But we really don't know what's behind this. We know that for some reason she's coming at an untimely time of the day, a very hot time of the day to get this water, to purposefully avoid other people. And yet, who does she encounter but the Lord himself? And I think it's so beautiful that in the first reading, we know that the Lord's presence was with Moses at the time of quenching the thirst of the people, that the Lord is encountering this woman not to quench her thirst that will be quenched by water from a well. It's by encountering him. And the beautiful, beautiful line, when when the woman slowly recognizes who this is, there's a great progression in this relationship between the woman and Jesus. She recognizes him as a Jew first, and then he starts talking to her. And then she thinks, well, maybe he knows a little bit more. Maybe he's like a prophet. And there's something that he knows more about me when he starts to recognize her life. But then she says, I know that the Messiah is coming. Now there's this potential realization for her. Could he be the Messiah? Because she knows who the Messiah should be. She knows about the Messiah. They're anticipating the Messiah. And then he says, I am. 
I am he, the one speaking to you. There's this intimacy, this building of a relationship that Jesus wants to give her the living water, wants to be the one who will quench her thirst. So she doesn't have to go back to any sins or any anything that will not satisfy her. And the relationships won't satisfy her. The sins won't satisfy her. It's only in a relationship with Christ. And she receives that invitation. In fact, she goes and evangelizes. You know, I would love to know her name. You know, this is the woman who evangelizes and she tells others and the others in her village. I think this is a great lesson for us to learn. Others in her village, listen, they start to believe they invite Jesus in to learn more. When we share the good news, that person doesn't necessarily know exactly what maybe we're talking about when we talk about Jesus to somebody unfamiliar or just a little bit familiar with the Lord, but then to bring the Lord in. They invited Jesus in for two days and he spent time with the people and now they be believed because now they have a relationship with Jesus. And this is how we develop that relationship. Yeah, it's in testifying giving a testimony of how the Lord has impacted my life. But then that person, that person that you testify to needs to have a relationship with Jesus. It's in reading sacred scripture. It's in prayer. It's in opening your heart, opening your heart to the Lord. And then when they encounter Jesus, now they can say, I believe. And this is what we want to get to. I believe in Jesus Christ and I will change the way I live in order to reflect my love and my belief in Jesus Christ. Let us be quenched. Let us quench our thirst always with the thirst of Jesus Christ, with his living water, with his promise of living water. God provides. Do you thirst? Seek your quenching of thirst in Jesus Christ. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.